Hi guys. Welcome back. To Moody. A true crime podcast. I'm Tamara. I'm Azriella. And today is my case. Um, and I'm going to be doing Bobby Jack Fowler, also known as the Highway of Tears serial killer. Have you ever heard of him? No. Never. I don't think that I've heard of him. I think I've heard Highway of Tears, but never. Like, I don't think I ever connected the name Bobby was born June 12, 1939, in Taylor County, Texas. His parents were Selva and Oma Lee Fowler. He was the second of three kids. His brother was Walter Frank Fowler, and his sister was Linda Susan Fowler. That's not really important, um, but I'm just giving you background on him and his family. Bobby married Teresa Louise Patton, who never comes up again, on March 6, 1959. They had five kids named Johnny, Janie, Pam, Loretta, and Randall. This piece of shit was a murderer and a rapist. He hunted in both the U.S. and Canada. He was an alcoholic and did meth. Nice. (laughs) He was a transient construction worker, which just meant that he didn't last long at jobs. So, Um, He was always traveling, and he would pick up hitchhikers, and he thought, this is a quote from him. He thought that women who were hitchhiking and in bars wanted to be sexually assaulted. I don't... I don't think those two... Correlate. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah. He is expected of at least 16 murders dating as far back as 1969, but it could be around 20, and only one victim is confirmed. So, in 1969, he was charged with murdering a man and a woman in Texas, but was only convicted of discharging a firearm in city limits. He murdered two people and was only charged with setting off a firearm. (laughs) Yeah. Alright. He spent time in a Tennessee prison for sexual assault and attempted murder. Attempted? Yeah. An investigator said that he tied a woman up, beat the hell out of her with her own belt, covered her with brush, and left her to die. He kidnapped her, assaulted her, and tried to rape her, and I don't know why he didn't get more time. Because he was out. In a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What? Yeah. So they were they had many chances to put this man away and they just What is with that? Um, so it goes between Oregon and Canada are the the two main I'll I'll get to where it all happened. His first suspected victim was seventeen year old Kelly Disney. She was last seen on March first, nineteen eighty four on Highway twenty at around one AM. She went missing without a trace, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kelly. She was the oldest of four kids and became involved with a 20-year-old named Robert Ellis. She's 17. So they're all pedophiles. Essentially, yeah. It's really gross, the the amount of people that get involved with children. Yeah. Um, 17 is still a child. Yeah. Until you turn 18. You are still a child. Yeah. I know that you are like, oh, I'm only a couple months away, but legally you're still a child. Yeah. What the fuck? She threatened to run away if her parents didn't allow her to move into his apartment. They agreed, but only after she graduated. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, let's wait till you turn 18 and then you can go move in with him. Yeah. Robert was a partier and Kelly was not, so their relationship was strained. According to other reports, Robert and Kelly went to a party. He left Kelly at the party and apparently she got upset and left to go after him but couldn't find him, so she went somewhere, and he came back, and people told him Kelly left, 
and so he went looking for her and found her on Highway 20. It was raining. It's the middle of the night. So he left her there. Mm -hmm. Two men stopped and offered her a ride and she refused, so they went to a convenience store and told a police officer about her. And when a deputy found her, she refused help and said she was going to a friend's house. What officer is going to just walk away and be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, what the hell? It's the middle of the night and there's a girl who's just walking alone on a highway. No. Please get in my car and I will take you to where you need to go should have been the proper response. According to a cold case investigator, her, uh, I believe her name is Snow, that was a lie. I guess the deputy lied or that it was falsely reported. I don't really know. Yeah, there wasn't really like en enough on it to know. But the search for Kelly was disorganized. When her parents filed the missing persons report, the police said, no, she must be a runaway. Her parents were like, no way, she's not like that. Yet she literally threatened to run away if you didn't let her move in with the Yeah, boyfriend. what do you mean she's not like that? She's exactly like that. Yeah, they gave an interview later. There's like a whole article on it. And the parents were like, yeah, she threatened to run away, but she's not like that. Okay. Don't well, me like an angsty teen. <laughs> a 17-year-old that just wants freedom. The case... Nobody understands me. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> The case basically goes cold for 10 years until July 25th, 1994, when a man walks into a police department holding a human skull. What? Yeah. So, on July 23rd, he was riding around Big Creek Reservoir, <laughs> Big Creek Reservoir and came across an abandoned car and found the skull either wrapped or covered with carpet. He took the skull home. Who does that? What? His girlfriend told him to turn it in. However, the police department, or wherever the hell they're at, wherever he went, they were closed. So he... Why, why, what, why are they closed? Yeah, no idea. They're in a small town, I guess? They're a, a police department. Or like a little area that you would go in to report something that's not quite a police department? I'm not sure. This fucking guy takes the skull home, washes it with soap, and puts it on his TV stand until the next Monday. Um, sound kind of sus to me, but I mean, who am I to judge? People's decor? No. <laughs> this is just my human skull. Oh, that, that I don't know. That's horrible. Reminds me of this TikTok I saw today. This kid who got in a car accident and they had to take off a part of his skull. And they got it, they replaced it, but he got to keep the skull part. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving me my head that's not going to give me any kind of dysphoria. Do you want to see it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Love to see it. Dental records showed that it was Kelly's skull. So they found her skull, but no other part of her body has ever been recovered. Uh, it had evidence of head injuries, so it was clear that something had like happened. Like blood trauma. Yeah. Investigators said that the skull was not there the day before it was found, and they know someone put it there. But my question is, it's been 10 years or more, because I think, God, well, it was 69 when she went missing, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 84. But it's been 10 years, and you guys think that somebody had her skull for 10 years, and then they just put it there? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so I'm not really sure why they think that. Kelly was the first Newport girl to go missing, but she wasn't the last, but her case is still unsolved. And they're actively, I believe her family is still actively trying to find out who did this to her. The only guys that they have that are suspects are Bobby Jack Fowler or Robert Ellis, who's the 
her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's still in the back of people's minds that he did it. Did they have any sort of, like, problems or anything? Like, not that I could find, no. Okay. Yeah, there's not much Which on. I mean, like, doesn't necessarily mean anything. People yeah. People can just, like... But, of course, he's technically the last person that, that saw her because the guys who said they saw her and told the police officer it was falsely reported or was lied about that the deputy went and saw her. So... It was a deputy. <laughs> he killed her. Dude, that's scary because it could have been. Yeah. Okay. On May 3rd, 1992, at around 1 a.m., and remember, that's the same time that Kelly went goes missing, roughly, mm-hmm. Sheila Swanson, who's 19, and Melissa Sanders, who is 17, were last seen making a call from a payphone by the Beverly Beach State Park where they were camping. Their bodies were found on October 10th, 1992, by hunters in a wooded area near Eddyville, Oregon. Moral of the story, don't go camping. Stay out of the woods. Fresh air for dead people. That location is over 30 minutes away from the campsite that they were at. Their bodies were so badly decomposed that the medical examiner couldn't tell how they died. They believed these girls were killed by a man named John Aykroyd, but it was never confirmed, so it's between him and Bobby Jack Fowler, which again, is an, it's just between two people, essentially. On January 27, 1995, Jennifer Essen, 15, and Kara or Cara Lees, 16, left a friend's house and headed into town. Their bodies were found more than two weeks later, close to Mulock Beach, covered with brush. Which, covered with brush is Bobby Jack Fowler's M.O. And leaving them in a wooded area is also his M.O. They had been strangled. However, I guess, according to an investigator... Bobby was in jail in Arkansas when the girls went missing, so it seems highly unlikely that he murdered Jennifer and Kara. But it's his M.O. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. It's, you know, a lot of people have that same M.O., but I don't know. Their deaths remain unsolved. Again, more cold cases, essentially. I feel like a lot of the times, they don't try hard enough to find. No, they don't. The first case that was linked to Bobby via his DNA, so they finally got DNA, was in Princeton, George, British Columbia. This is where the Highway of Tears name comes from. 16-year-old Colleen Macmillan was last seen hitchhiking from home (laughs) to her friend's house. This was in August of 1974. Her remains were found in September near 100 Mile House, which I guess is like a street. Mm -hmm. According to investigators, she was strangled. They were able to preserve DNA... In 2002, the DNA was submitted and matched to Bobby Jack Fowler. So, they had DNA from her blouse and a couple other places on her body. The rest of these are possible victims of Highway Tears. Oh, sorry, Highway of Tears. Oh my god, I can't read. In October of 1973, Gail Ways was heading from Clearwater to Camp Kamloops, Canada to see her parents. She worked two jobs and was saving up for a trip to Mexico. One of the jobs was in a pub. On the night she went missing, Gail was trying to find someone in the pub to give her a ride home, and no one would. No one would give her a ride home. Which is how she ended up hitching. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I know. She works there, and not a single person that works there with her is willing to give her a ride home. How horrible to learn that you could have been the one to take her home and save her. Yeah, but those people feel like shit now. I hope they do. Her remains were found the following spring in a logging area like the other girls. Uh, when Fowler was named a suspect, the family gave a statement and asked if anyone had found Gail's clothes. She was found completely naked, and the 
her fucking clothes were gone. And it's, like, how fucking sad. Like, when I read that, it made me really sad, because I was like, oh, like, they didn't have anything of hers. No. They just found her body. Pamela Darlington disappeared in November of 1973. She was last seen in a bar in Kamloops. Her body was discovered the next day. So literally the next fucking day they found her body. She was face down in a park in the South Thompson River. Um, I couldn't tell if they meant that she was face down in an actual river or in a park in a place called South Thompson River. It wasn't clear, like, at all from what I could read. It's called South Thompson River? Down, face down in a park in the South Thompson River. According to investigators, she was found nude and covered in bite marks. Okay, they couldn't take, like, castings of the teeth? Like, that wasn't a thing back then? Like, when was this? I think this was in 1973. Yeah, 1973. When did Ted Bundy um, take place? I think that was the 70s. Because they they thought that's how they caught him. So, I don't understand. So, there's no way that... That wouldn't be able to be a thing, because yeah. they did the exact same thing to him until they... And it was the next day, so it's not like her body had been decomposing. Like, they could have very easily gotten yeah, DNA. exactly. Or at least teeth castings, and then later on DNA, because DNA wasn't a thing in the 70s. The next victim was 17-year-old Bambi Lynn Dick, which I fucking love the name Bambi. I think that's so cute. She went missing from Davenport, Iowa. She was at a quiet riot and axe concert at Hall Ballroom on September 29th, 1983. Her parents filed a missing persons report two days later when she didn't show home. Show up. Two days later? Yeah. Two days. But again, 70s. I get it. Or sorry, 80s. My mom would leave for like a week (laughs) and not call. But she's a grown woman, so you couldn't do it. No, when my mom was like, oh, 15. Jesus. God, the 80s were a horrible time for teenagers. Yeah. Um, On October 8th, 1983, a biker found partially clothed remains on on Highway 287 in Amarillo, Texas. Law enforcement determined the victim had been strangled. Again, another body that had been strangled. The body went unidentified until 2009. Bambi was buried as Amarillo Jane Doe, and the clothes, headstone, and casket were paid for by people from Texas. So people basically, like, this girl had nothing. We don't know who she is. Nobody's claimed her. Um, but, of course, she was identified because uh, an online sleuth connected the dots. And they they dug up her body and identified her as Bambi Lindick. So How did the fact that someone... An amateur sleuth on the internet, yeah, connected the dots. But yet, like... Yeah. Actual professionals could fucking not Fucking detectives it. and police officers who do this for a fucking living. Yeah, no, I know. Again... The reasons why I think that they don't try. No. Or, you know, hire outside sources. Exactly. It's like, you can find people that are willing to do this. Because it's just, like, it's what they love to do. Yeah, and also, it fucking, like, who wouldn't want to find justice for somebody that's been murdered or anything? (sighs) Just makes me mad, the way police officers handle cases. Bobby was arrested on June 28th, 1995, and was sentenced to 16 years with the possibility of parole. A woman jumped naked out of a second-story window in the Newport, Oregon Tides Inn motel, with a rope still around her ankles, which is how he was caught. You guys had him, like, two other times. You guys couldn't just keep him? Bobby died on May 15th, 2006, of lung cancer in Oregon State Penitentiary, 
in Salem, Oregon. I hope he suffered. I hope so, too. I hope that they didn't give him any treatment. <laughs> On the website, and this is really fucking weird, because this was the first article that I found, which I was like, why is this the first thing to pop up about Bobby Jack Fowler? Um, on the website, findagrave.com, you can see where Bobby's daughter, Pam, left him a virtual flower and a note that says, Rest in peace, Daddy. I pray you dance with the angels now. I love you and miss you deeply. Wish we could have spent more time together. Your father is suspected of over 15 rapes and murders. And you're, I miss you. Fuck you. Piece of shit. What the fuck? Yeah. It's this, like, website that you can, like, you can search up whoever you want and see if they've died or, like, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know how they keep track of this shit. But it tells you that their date of birth, the date of their death, um, I believe how they died, and then I think where they're buried or whatever. And then you can leave virtual flowers and a note. And somebody else left flowers and a note that said, for the victims. So not for him, for the victims. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Yeah. And then some anonymous left um, flowers with no note, so I don't know why they left the flowers. Pieces of shit leaving flowers for a man who could have murdered and raped over 15 women. That's disgusting. People who idolize, Ugh. like, murders and stuff, or people who are like, I know this person's a murderer, but they're so attractive. Like Ted Bundy. Like, That's so fucking gross. Okay, and what I want to point out is... Azriella and I do not idolize murderers. No, not at all. We do this to bring awareness to the fucking people who were raped, murdered, brutalized, went missing because they deserve to have recognition. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know that, that true crime is like a huge thing now, but... I hope that we do it justice. I hope so, too. I know my the last video that we... Or the last video, the last uh, podcast that we recorded. Mm-hmm. I know we were laughing a lot. It wasn't because we thought it was funny or anything. No, I, Jody Arias is a piece of shit. Yeah. And we feel really bad that Travis Alexander was murdered by her for no reason. Literally no reason at all. Like, he had done nothing at all. I mean, I hope that he what what she accused him of was not true yeah you know but like it's all hearsay with that kind of stuff it's just a again it does not justify murder or anything like that like nothing ever justifies oh that's not true if he was a a person who was looking at child pornography yes yes (laughs) but like but if her reasoning was that he was cheating on her or he didn't love her or just he the was fact that on. yeah he was moving on from her and she didn't like the fact that he wasn't hers anymore then no that doesn't justify murder not at all and she deserves to rot all of them deserve to rot 100% a lot of them don't even deserve to rot a lot of them deserve to die immediately mm-hmm. and not waste our fucking money in prison no not at all and i don't i don't necessarily believe in the death penalty like i i don't think that it's okay i don't think murdering people because a lot of times people get accused of things and it's so yeah but if you have concrete evidence yeah concrete evidence like dna and teeth castings you know stuff like that that can actually that you know is concrete that Mm. there's no swaying it then i do believe that the death penalty is is an option. Yeah, that's why I say I don't necessarily believe. Yeah, in the there death are sense. there are 
um, situations where I don't believe in it either, especially if you don't have um, enough evidence. Yeah, if you don't have concrete evidence about, like, yeah. something that's, like... If you're... If you're iffy on the details, then no, the death penalty is not really the way to go. Castrate them. How about that? Maybe don't send them, sentence them to death, but castrating them Listen to fun. your children. Seriously. Listen to your children when they tell you that someone's doing something to them. Don't pass it off as like, oh, it's just their imagination. Because it's just like, it's, it's most likely not. It's most likely not their imagination. Because I understand kids have, like, crazy imaginations, but things like that, kids don't know. Yeah. That. Kids don't know things like that. They're at least they shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't know things like that. And if they're telling you that someone is touching them in the wrong way or somebody's hurting them in the wrong way, listen to them and look more into it. I was listening to Let's Not Meet. Mm-hmm. I think it was episode, like, 20. It was his final episode for, um... Season one. Season one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but it was about the the brother and sister that went to go... Or the two sisters that went to go to a dentist... And it was in his house. And he was, like, spanking them. He wouldn't allow them to be together in the same room. He wouldn't allow the parents in the back. He, yeah. He was like, no, no, no. It teaches them that they can't um, they can't do things on their own. And he would scream at them. He would take them into other parts of the house. He would leave this, like, thing that opens up your mouth. He would leave it in there for, like, upwards of an hour. What the fuck? Yeah. And the kid... The, the girl that was telling the story was like, me and my sister told my mom, and she thought that we were lying. What the fuck? And then, years later, when she was an adult, she found a Yelp review on his practice with other people saying, don't, yeah, don't take that, don't take your kids to him, he's an abuser. He did all these things to me. And she was like, it made me cry because it felt like, wow, somebody, like, somebody else understood what I went through, even if my mom didn't. The only reason why her mom stopped taking them there is because their orthodontist was like, they're getting, like, a lot of unnecessary work done. Okay, we're gonna listen to another adult rather than our children. That's so fucked up, dude. <laughs> Honestly. But that was this case of Bobby Jack Fowler this piece of shit that I'm glad is now dead and has been dead for over 10 years. Um, it was a short episode, but there wasn't a, a ton of information on his victims because they're all still unknown. He took everything to the grave. That's, uh, that makes me, always makes me so mad. When yeah, I these pieces of shit, shit get to just like die. not Yeah, just get to just die and not admit to anything. It's like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. It's like, just give, you know, in your dying years, just give one name every three months, you know? Exactly. It's like you're dying anyways. Yeah, like, you're dying. You're already in jail. There's nothing else that they can do to you. You're literally already dying. Yeah. Like, just go fuck yourself. I swear to God. Murderers are one of the lowest lows on the planet scum but anyways well that was this episode uh if you guys have any stories or anything remember to email us on the at our uh, gmail which is moodypodcast at gmail.com and go ahead and follow us on instagram at moody underscore a true crime podcast we also have our twitter at moody underscore crime 
and then I think that's that's all of our yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we would absolutely love your guys' support. <laughs> yes, please, please, please go ahead and like you know follow us, subscribe. Please subscribe. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> to the podcast on Spotify because it really helps us, um, and it can boost us i guess yeah. um, so can rating yeah please please rate this because like i know we didn't we didn't talk about we didn't talk about that in the last podcast no had, like never because we were just like it was a fun podcast yeah. that we were doing but this one's more serious for us we were doing a lot of research a lot of time is being taken into this podcast we really hope that you guys like this podcast too yeah i really hope that you guys aren't like I know that there's only been two, two episodes up, but, like, we really enjoy doing this. Yeah, actually, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm almost done with my next. <laughs> I haven't even started mine yet. <laughs> I need to start it. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that's not good. Yeah, I know. I mean... You have a week. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, you have a week, because mm-hmm. I just uploaded. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Hopefully... Hopefully you don't do the one that I'm currently working on. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> Wait, is it, is it a child one? Um, teenagers. Then no. Okay. Mine's a child. Oh, okay. Oh, God, I keep forgetting. <laughs> you keep telling me about it. Well, not, like, about it, but, like, yeah. that it's a child one. No, mine's about three teenagers. That's all I'll give you. Uh, there's one I, w- I really want to do that I want to tell you. Don't. Oh, my God, I really want to do it. Like, this next time? Yeah, the next time. Like, like next week not the one i'm doing okay. currently but like the next one after that okay totally. okay i don't know if you ever listened to the episode on morbid where uh it was the kid who threw the party at his house where he killed mike his- yeah yeah him, <laughs> him, him. and then I, the one like thing that always sticks out from that case is when he told that kid i murdered my parents and the kid was like don't tell me that <laughs> he was like don't put me into this <laughs> Like, no, 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 that's not, I don't want to know that. Yeah, I remember that. Because. That case? That, that case was insane. I really want to, like, get more into that case. and Do uh, it, because I'm not going to do that case. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, guys, well, thank you for listening. I really hope that you enjoy the podcast. Um, you can also let us know on our Instagram um, and interact with our posts. Just send us an email with your stories yes please listen like tell us your stories we really want to hear them and we'll we'll say them here on the podcast and you can tell us whether or not you want your name or not um and you know we can even shout you out you yeah want. <laughs> i know we don't have a lot of followers but like oh god no but you know funny, and i think two of them are us <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was this episode of moody all right guys Bye. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Can't believe <I've> done this. <laughs>